In a world where the internet is filled with trash-talking 12-year-olds, one website stands out as a safe haven of decent human behavior. Co-Optimus. Oh yeah! Co-Optimus, your prime source for co-op gaming. Hello everyone and welcome to the Co-Opticast for October the 6th. My name is Locke Vincent. This is episode 132 and I'm joined by my, my grooving ghoulies, my squad over here. We have uh, on the far left, we have uh, the Wolfman <laughs> Nick. The Wolfman Nick. Well, I'm not a Wolfman. Well, because I shaved my beard. Wolf, you're the one with facial hair. <laughs> I'm switching. I, I guess I could be the Wolfman. Okay, you get to be Dracula. All right. Nick is Dracula. J- beside him, Jason Love. You can be um, the creature from the Black Lagoon. All right. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Mike gets to be Frankenstein. I thought he was going to be Wiener in a blender. <laughs> no, I get to be the Wolfman. What? Man, fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, we got some games to talk about. We have some... Um, cool news and such and then we're going to talk about the steam update that happened i think last week or the yeah, yeah i think it was last, last week, week. Or week before um but yeah let's let's start things off with uh let's get the destiny stuff out of way out of the way nick we had a chance to do some some playing this weekend yeah um how how is post level 20 going for you i think um i'm just about 25 now 24 and a half or somewhere in there i've been playing ironically i've been playing mostly the pvp stuff uh nice. and you know you get pretty decent items like uh, there's a chance for up to two uh every match um and as well as chances for engrams and all that other good stuff and i i've been you know chugging along uh the only thing i found disappointed was uh you know i finally got to rank one or whatever and you need to be ranked two to buy anything from any of the vendors for the crucible. Yeah, you marks. get you get the shader, and that's it. Yeah, um, and the so I'm gonna have like a ton. Once I hit rank two, I'm gonna have a ton of marks to spend because I have like 140 or 160 right now. And I think you can th- only ever hold 200. Oh well, that really sucks then. <laughs> get spending. I don't. I don't quote me on that, but I heard I, someone was saying that there's a, a cap to the amount of uh, any resource you can sit on, so you don't huh. just hoard it. So yeah, I've been doing that, but we did some, we did some strikes, some of the queen's missions together, which yeah. was some which was fun. Uh, did you get yeah. yourself some perps? Uh, I, did, I got my perps. Yeah, I got some perps. Uh, yeah, and, and you know, there seems to be a study stream of stuff they're doing. Uh, I'd like to try some of the harder, the harder difficulty strike stuff now. I guess once you hit twenty four, that unlocks some of the the nightfall strike. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it, we did. I did a nightfall one today at lunch, and it was the Mars one where you fight against the giant centurion, and that was challenging. It was fun. It was really fun, but it was challenging. Did you make it yeah. through. Yeah, we made it through. Yeah, we made it through, and nice. I think we yeah, we. We only failed once, so and it's it's nice because it doesn't boot you to orbit. I haven't done the one that boots you to orbit yet. So. Oh, cool. oh, you, oh, you did the weekly strike then. 
Yes. Yeah, the, the night the, the night, night fall night strike the night fall the strike boots kicks you right out. Yep. Okay, then I did the yeah I did the weekly heroic or whatever. Gotcha. Cool. But yeah, those get difficult. What else have you been playing? Uh, I've actually been playing Black Mesa, which is the the total conversion or mod for Half Life. Uh, that's yes. been being developed for as long as Half Life Three has been developed. Uh, and uh, really enjoying that. I, you know, I forgot how much I, I loved the original Half Life. Um, you know, taking me back to my college days and stuff like that. And uh, so I've been working through that a little bit. And uh, you know, I was I, I tweeted out something tonight, but just reminded of what an amazing year 1998 was for video games <laughs> and like PC games in, in general. It was. It's just obscene how many things came out that year and there's actually uh, i found that there's actually a special wikipedia entry just for it's called 1998 in video gaming because not only pc <laughs> games that came out uh you're solid of big, ocarina of yeah. time Mar- final marvel fantasy yeah final fantasy 8 yeah or... Mar- marvel vs. capcom panzer dragoon <laughs> saga uh like mm-hmm. just i mean tons of stuff rainbow six came out that year commandos behind enemy wow. lines fallout 2 uh the first spyro the dragon grim Fandango. everything everything Ooh. that's come out since 1998 has just been falling off the other side of the cliff man yeah it's totally. like it's like rock and roll after 1974 man yeah thief you have thief you have Baldur's gate star siege tribes star wars rogue squadron like it just went on and on it, it, it's insane that's crazy um so yeah, I don't know. That's reminiscent a bit, and but that's been it. Just it's basically just been destiny here and there, and then yeah, it's been a busy week. It's been weird, but um, it's it's nice to just hop into destiny, do some missions, hop out. Yeah, so. enjoying that. Um, Jason, you uh, yes. what have you been up to, man? Uh, I brewed a couple beers this weekend. Looking forward to how those turn what out. Kinds? What kind of beers? Uh, so one is a. Uh, kind of Belgian style with uh, sage and honey. Uh, it's a seasonal that I'm making for my brother-in-law. And the other one I made is another Belgian style uh, made with uh, clementine orange peels and coriander. So it's more traditional Belgian style. And that's going to be for my brother. Clementine. <laughs> yes, exactly. Clementine will remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Well said. So, um, and so, so how long will those? When will those batches be ready? When will they be? So ready? they're gonna go out of the fermenters, like the gallon carboys, into the bottles in two weeks, um, and then they'll spend two months in the bottle before I give them to my brother-in-law, and my brother, for Christmas gifts. I'll recommend to them they should probably wait another month before they actually start drinking them. But uh, I mean, they'll be ready to drink in two months' time. They just, uh, like, we made a porter back in August, and we had it a month after we made it, and it was okay, but it got a whole lot better two months later, and so we're looking forward to trying that come December, because that'll be about, like, four to five months since we've made it, so it should be really good about that time. Nice. So. That's exciting. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Anyways, how about video games? Video what games. What are you going to play while you drink this? Um... Yeah been playing a lot of chariot actually I was playing chariot this evening before i hopped on here i'm just having a ton of fun with that game for even for like some of the stupid stuff sometimes or it's just like we spend an hour in a level trying to beat this one section for really i mean like no point i mean there's nothing story-wise progression there's nothing like that 
we have to beat this. It's just there. It's a challenge. And, I'll, and I want to describe that because it, it pretty much perfectly sets up the co-op nature of this. So here's a little word picture for you. Imagine like two ramps coming down with a hole in this middle, kind of like a funnel. And above those ramps, you have four platforms, and they're kind of mirrored on each side. So you have like a small, short little platform, a gap in between it that's about the space for one of the characters, and then an L-shaped platform that's just big enough for like one of the characters to stand on. The chariot can't go over those platforms, it can't go under it, it basically has to go, you know, underneath. And you have the same thing on the other side, right? So the goal is to get both characters on the sticky-outy bits of, like, the L-shaped platforms with the chariot in between them so they can just spin it between them, which pulls down a little gem and just gives you some treasure. All right, so there's a is, very... Uh, sticky-outy bits a uh, professional game reviewer term? It is. <laughs> sticky-outy <laughs> sticky bits. Sticky-outy bits. Um, All right, cool. So the uh, easy way to do this is you eventually get a gadget that lets you pull the... Uh, chariot up to you, right? So, like, if you jump and then you use the gadget, the chariot, you know, magnetizes and pulls up to you. Makes it a whole lot easier to do this. We don't have that gadget. I have the peg, which I talked about in my review, of you can kind of, like, you know, attach a rope to the chariot, put the peg in the ground, and then the chariot's not going anywhere for as long as the peg is around for, like, eight seconds. Right. So, what we ended up doing is my wife, Nancy, was on one of the platforms, I jumped up after her, and I put the peg down on the chariot, so it was sitting on one of the ramps. She gets up to the top part of the L and is standing there, and I grab the chariot from the other side. When the peg lets go, when it disappears, the chariot swings up so it goes underneath the platform so she can grab it on the other side. I fall off the platform I'm on, swing around to the other platform, peg it so that I can, you know drop and get to the other side of it run around get on top of the platform grab it again and we pulled up between us it was one of those just like it took us so long to get this coordinated to get it done but when we did it so did you enjoy that pegging session with your wife (laughs) (laughs) touche sir touche i'm sorry best co-op experience i've had in years (laughs) good well done uh man but that i mean like that's just the game like it there's there's when you play it cooperatively and i said this in the review it's meant to be played with someone else doesn't matter who friend wife significant other whoever it is uh when you play it cooperatively, there's enough going on there that you can talk about, like, okay, what if we try this, and what if we do this, and when you get those moments down that, like, you know, you finally kind of realize it and you achieve that, it's just so much fun. I mean, like, there's a high-five button in the game almost for a reason. You do it in real life, you do it in the game, and then you go on to the next challenging bit. Um, so, I mean, it's a great co- couch co-op game. I think it's one of the better co- couch co-op games I've played in the whole, you know, in, in quite a while. Yeah. So nice. No, I, I was looking at the pictures you're posting from the PS4 share, and it just looks uh, the animation is really cool. The art style is really neat, and it sounds like it's a pretty cool. Uh, it's cool very slick. Game. Like the um, level that we're on now, as you progress, there's like kind of uh, I think Trine even did this uh, on on parts of it. But as you progress and pass by like plants, they kind of uh, blossom, kind of bloom, so they kind of expand mm-hmm. out, and like yeah. light shows behind them and stuff. So kind of as you're running through the level, you're just seeing like the whole thing kind of light up behind you. It's really uh, they do a really great job with it. So 
Cool. It, from... it looks fun. I think out of everything I've seen about it, it looks like a a an actual co-op puzzle game. Because a lot of times, like, and even Trine falls into this gap. Like, if you watched our stream session of it, the number of times one character was able to just essentially complete the level without the help of the other two. But the fact that you have the chariot to, to pull, and uh, it means that both players actually meaningfully contribute to everything that's going on. So I, I think totally. that's really sweet. And, there, I mean, there's a lot of moments, too, where you just have one person who's literally pulling the other person with them. I mean, like, you'll be hanging off of ledges, the other person is kind of dangling on their rope, and so they just pull, you know, you pull the chariot and them up on the ledge. But for moments like that where you can just go it alone, there's so many more where, you know, having the other person makes it go faster, makes it go a whole lot easier. You can figure out, you know, a different way of, you know, you can't figure out how to get up there, but the other person says, what if we try this? And and the second they say that, it's like, oh, that's the most obvious solution in the world. But, yeah, it, it is a really great co-op experience. I definitely recommend it. Sweet. Um, aside sweet, from sweet. that, uh, just been, you know, when I haven't been doing that, I've been uh, decapitating a bunch of orcs in Shadow of Mordor. Man, that <laughs> I've is... I've been loving... That is the, people have been uh, loving this game, and uh, I, I've been digging it. Like, really, the... It, it's a decent open-world game, but the Nemesis system just sells it. So, how, how has it been treating you? I've spent probably enough time in the first... Uh, level like the first stage, the first uh, part, Udun or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. and I was like, I bet there's more to this. There's got to be more. They can't just leave you here. But like, <laughs> I have spent enough in there that I have completely and utterly changed orc society in that part of the world forever. <laughs> like generations of orcs have come and gone, and like I've just been killing them all. And then I was just like, oh hey, I can leave here and go off somewhere else and and nice. I kind of wish I had done that a whole lot sooner just because there's a whole lot more of the game to explore they, it gets even more gorgeous like you know the next area they've got cliffs overlooking the ocean and all this other kind of stuff but uh, man I mean it's been that nemesis system is something else that's just I love the fact that you have to learn about their weaknesses you got to plan your attack my, my biggest nemesis for the longest time was pretty much invulnerable to every single way that you could kill a guy. Combat finishers, stealth, ranged. The one thing he had was fear of burning. So yep. I pretty much had to wait until it was in a situation. There's a there was special you know conflict events. I had to wait until it was a feast, and he was having a feast. So I knew there was a barrel of grog next to him that I could Somewhere, blow up, yeah. set him on fire, and that was my chance to attack and kill him. And it was nice. just, I mean, like, I, I was patient for that. I waited that mother out because <laughs> he killed me so many times. I was just like, this guy's going down. Jeez. Yeah, I've, uh, I forget what his name was. It was like Pock the Spear Thrower. And he, I just, I could not deal with him. He'd always show up late to fights and get the last kill. So, and, and he just got really, really powerful. And he's been a, a the bane of my existence lately. I also enjoy um, seeing people's nemesis pop up and you get like just a, a one-off side mission saying so-and-so killed uh, Jazzy Love. So I, um, 
So you get a mission, you can go avenge your your friend's death, which is really neat. Yeah. The same sort of idea as the console version of Diablo there. But I see your um, little breakdown there behind you too of the game. Yeah, that's um, that's going to be a special edition of Gaming Alchemy, but it's it borrows from a lot of games. I noticed within the first uh, probably about fifteen minutes is borrowing. Obviously, it's got the style of uh, sort of gameplay style of Assassin's Creed, where you're hopping and doing lots of traversal. Uh, the combat lifted from the Arkham series, which is great. Mm-hmm. It feels awesome, and you get to slay fools. Um, I also said uh, if with the dual worlds of Legacy of Cain, switching between mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah yeah rat that's a good call the sort of the ethereal world and the real world, and really I, I was talking about this with a friend. How bad would badass would it be if you could uh, mod it on PC to have the Ranger be Kane and the Wraith be Raziel? <laughs> I think that would be kind of fun. <laughs> total, there's a total conversion mod for yeah. you. Um, it's got the interrogation and the last known position from Splinter Cell, as well as the when you pick up an artifact. You have to do the spin around and look for the little mark like on Tomb Raider. And finally, it's got the old uh, bullet time from Red Dead Redemption there, where you uh, can slow down time and get a bunch of headshots. So it's it's it borrows very well, I think. It does very well um, in, in lifting from all these different sources, but then put the Nemesis system as the icing on the cake and... Wow, you got a you got a masterpiece there. So it's just, and it's just fun. I mean, it's just a fun ass game. Yeah. You go around. There's there's always something to do, and you always uh, I always try and spread out um, what I'm doing. Like I found myself again, Jason. Same as you. I, I wanted to just like clear out this section, but then everywhere else sort of populates, and you have to go deal with that. But it's funny too. I found that I'll go on little streaks of like I'll kill 10 guys in a row and then it'll just be like nope i'll like be on the edge of of exterminating the the uruk race and then they're like nope and i'll die like five or six times and they just get so powerful and all the ranks fill back in and i'm like well back to square one i guess (laughs) yeah so i like the it's the first open world game too i think i played in a while where it feels alive like i like the fact that you're just wandering around that area and all of a sudden you see a bunch of orcs like fighting off some ghouls or some caragors or something like that and you can kind of just sit back and watch and and you know sometimes they die sometimes they win or whatever but you know you can watch them or you can step in between i mean it's it's a very cool feeling to the world that it's it's yeah. moving I can tell without you, one, you the coolest thing that happened was i had a nemesis who had a fear of caragors <laughs> and a pack of caragors encountered his war party and the yes. world killed my nemesis for me <laughs> i did not awesome. do any i did not set them loose i did nothing i was on my way to go kill him and this just happened nice yes. i was like that's okay awesome. that's pretty sweet let me just go so pick like, up my rune and i'll be gone <laughs> how is uh how's the game treating you um pretty well i I think I've fallen into the trap that uh, you guys have where I could probably advance the story, but all I want to do is just go murder orcs. Like, I think I've done four story missions. I don't even have the ability to enslave them yet. I can (laughs) just... I I don't... Nope. (laughs) I've just been running around and killing them. It's super fun. And I know 
eventually you just get more and more powerful and it gets crazier and then you can do all the enslavement stuff but um i haven't so i, I haven't really been playing a lot of console games where i where yes. i got to every single tier is unlocked in my skill tree from the power that you get and right. i've spent 5000 at least 5000 more than that but 5000 of the like the coins that the, you, you the rack up. Yeah. yeah like on the uh, special abilities just from the first area it's that's crazy you're a crazy man i am because you, you should just go finish the story so you have all your abilities and then go play the endless know, mode that exists there's just so many uruks to kill <laughs> i know but they have that ch score challenge mode and it seems really cool so yeah I, I i haven't even got the ability to enslave anybody yet so i don't even know how that works but uh, it sh seems pretty cool um that being said, Mike, console games, command center, what's going on in your world? So, uh, I don't really feel like telling the story again, but I found That's out okay. last week that I need surgery, and I yes. cannot actually move a whole lot until okay. that happens. So, yes. I have basically been hanging out in bed and uh, on my couch. So, Wonderful. I've had a little bit of Shadow of Mordor time, but mostly I've, mostly I've been watching Bob's Burgers. <laughs> Um, yes. <laughs> but uh before that I had started playing The Vanishing of Ethan Carter uh for the Halloween nice. Horror Roundup. And that is a pretty damn slick uh exploration slash adventure game. You're uh, basically like a psychic detective and there's this boy that this just like evil plot in this town is kind of centering on this kid and a bunch of bad stuff's happening and he tells you that y you gotta come help him and then he vanishes so you have to go and uh, figure out what goes on and there's a there's a variety of different types of puzzles in the game but the, the, the core of it is you come across like a murder scene and you have to like pay attention to the surroundings and find like you know like a rock that's out of place or like the crankshaft of a train or whatever. And you uh, you collect all these things and you try and recreate the crime scene as it happened immediately prior to the death of the body. And then you can tap into the body and then the, the body will split into like, you know, you know, five to seven little spirits and each one will be like a tiny glimpse of the events that led up to the death. And then you have to figure out what order all of those happened in. So, you know, they, they, some of them seem like they're pretty straightforward what happened, but then you, you like can actually look at the character models and notice that like in the very first one, there's a scene that seems to happen after everything, but it's actually one of the first thing that happens because you find out like, if you actually look around the character model, you'll see that one of the guys is holding a rock, like, behind his back. <laughs> and you can't, like, so you actually have to be really observant to solve some of those puzzles. And it's it's really rewarding. Um, the game drops you and it says, this is, it literally says, this is, an, this is a mystery game and we're not going to hold your hand. Nice. And, and that's it. Like, it, it does not give you a, it really doesn't give you any tutorial. It just drops you in and you go explore. And uh, how much of the mystery you solve along the way is up to you. Um, nice. And it's beautiful. It's it's just gorgeous. It looks... Uh, I don't know what engine it's running on, but it's made by uh, B 
a group called the Astronauts who are made up of a bunch of ex-people-can-fly developers. Um, nice. So, uh, you know, the Bulletstorm guy is making an understated murder mystery. You know. Funk, right? Yeah, what? but, uh, so... <laughs> That that's pretty good. Uh, I've been playing. I played some Shadow of Mordor, but since I've been on my back a whole lot, and uh, I'm not playing the pegging game, I uh, have been playing <laughs> uh, Smash Brothers on 3DS. Yeah, how is that? It's amazing. Yeah. Like if you like Smash Brothers, you should get it. I do. Um, I, I do know like the exact same game and all of its content is coming to the Wii U, but. You know, I got a, I've got a coworker with a 3DS, and we're gonna, we're, you know, playing Smash, nice. and uh, settle just, with Smash. Settling yeah, pretty all, much all arguments with Smash. Um, it's just like it's got, it's there's so much content and so many modes in that game. I can't even. I could spend the rest of the podcast talking about them, but I can, I can safely say, if you like Smash Brothers, you'll like this. The, the only yes. thing that it has going against it is obviously. Getting to do like local multiplayer, getting three people, three other people with a 3DS in the same spot, is uh, hard. But you can play the whole thing online as well, so that's pretty sweet. Cool. Uh, and I also finally finished uh, Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright, which is well uh, done. Well done. Is uh, it's, it's great. I enjoyed that. That is a game that took me 22 hours to finish. That's not bad. That's that's twenty hours less than Project X Zone for me. So. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Jeez. Nice Project X Zone or whatever it says in your 3DS yeah. menu. We're friends off with that game. I'm looking forward to moving on. Uh, to- yeah, that's a game where I enjoyed playing it for about an hour, and then I, yeah. for some reason, put it down and never came back to it, and realized I had made the right decision. Like you did because like this game is really fun and interesting and stupid but fun, and then I, I, I haven't put it point. back, played it since. And... Yeah, I I got to the point where it's like, okay, I understand what's happening. I don't really need to play anymore. And then I played some more, and it's like, oh, I see what you're trying to do. And I got so stubborn where I'm like, I'm just gonna finish this piece of shit. It's like, whatever. <laughs> it's like fuck you, game. Yeah. So no, I'm 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 on the last two missions, I think, but. Yeah, like I said, I, I've been drooling and fawning over Bravely Default since you guys talked about it months ago, and uh, looking forward to getting me some proper strategy RPG stuff. Yeah, but, it's uh, it's Final Fantasy V, if you like that. That's good. That's good. That's what Bravely Default um, is. <laughs> yeah, so we got yeah lots of Destiny, Vanishing of Ethan, Ethan Carter. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, hearing about that on... Halloween horror stuff. I played Harvester. Do you guys remember that game? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, oh, but dude. I watched your video on it. <laughs> it. Yeah. Okay. Well, then you then you've played it. So <laughs> nice. Just like that game is whack. The town is whack. It's like Twin Peaks on drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, so take that for what it's worth. Speaking of which, Twin Peaks coming out with nine additional episodes for whatever reason because we're in bizarro land this week i'm just waiting for someone to say let's make more x files yeah and then something about vib ribbon happened yeah vib ribbon's coming out on psn uh tomorrow yeah i i don't even know how but um so speaking of halloween horror did you see that five nights at freddy's is on the ipad now oh no for like two bucks really 
I have to send myself a reminder and go get that. <laughs> that might have been a sale. Is, it's definitely it's definitely like five or less. But yeah, that game's creepy. Um, I have one of my friends uh, doing the review for that, so I'm I'm interested to see what he says because yeah, security guard at night and you know animatronic things always freaky. Um, I haven't been playing much else other than yeah, like I said, Destiny and Shadow of Mordor, which we talked about, and. Yeah, just Halloween stuff. Uh, lots on the docket there. Um, but so far, so good. Lots of good good things. Lots of, The scares are real, guys. The scares <laughs> are real. Um, anything else before we move on, gentlemen? Cheer, we covered Chariot. Yeah, we got Chariot. Good. Yeah. Um, speaking of scary things, there's a game called Devil's Dare coming out on October 21st. Yes, there is. And... I'm gonna throw this one to you, Jason. It's uh, what, what's what's Devil's Dare? Paint me a word picture. A word, another word picture. Okay, so you have this pointy outy bit. All right. <laughs> Jeez. Um. So, do you like treats of prey? Peg. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I like streets of rage. Do you like Alien versus Predator? I like Alien versus Predator. Gold Axe. All, Starting to all lose of me. Those are good. Uh, Wait, hey, <laughs> so imagine like all those kind of classic beat 'em ups tossed into a game where you're fighting against uh, zombies and iconic horror movie uh, villains. So Jason from uh, uh, Friday the Thirteenth and the Alien from well the same movie, um, <laughs> Terminator. Um, I mean, a whole lot more that they've got in store there that he hasn't shown off yet. But uh, Devil's Dare is a local co-op uh, beat 'em up uh, where there's permanent death uh, mechanics. Ooh. So you know, when you lose, it's game over, right? You kind of really wanted to capture that arcade feel. But instead of quarters uh, for your continues, you as you defeat stuff, you'll get coins that you can then use to upgrade your characters. But you can also then save them to. Uh, buy continues basically so you can kind of play that little bit of a balance between if you want to upgrade or if you want to hold off because you think you're going to die for the next uh, stage so nice. uh, looks like a lot of fun uh, it also seems to have basically some like uh, fatality mechanics like you can do some special moves to finish off enemies and that helps power up certain abilities and stuff so it looks like a lot of fun looks like a really pretty uh, good uh, beat-em-up uh, uh, title uh, the yeah. secret base developer uh, did all the Toby puzzle platformer games uh, that I've played on the in, uh, Xbox Live indie games back in the day. Those were really well crafted. I mean, like the graphics he has down really well. They're very much 16-bit era. I mean, feeling and looking sort of setup. So, if you if yeah, you'll... definitely has has its own style to it. Yeah. So, so out October 25th, first uh, on Steam. Um, it's gonna happen. Look forward to it. We'll see. Cool. Yeah. Um, Nick, tell us tell us about pumping the brakes. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's B R A K E S brakes. <laughs> and uh, but them's the brakes because uh, the game is delayed. Uh, the crew from Ubisoft was pushed back about a month. Uh, but it was kind of also call it good news in some ways. One, it's yeah. getting it, it's getting it out of a busy November. Uh, to December 2nd. And two, uh, the reason they're doing it is because they're listening to feedback from a beta. It's not a beta as a glorified demo as we've seen all 
too often nowadays. Mm, yeah. uh, so they said uh, some of the stuff would be uh, some HUD tuning, some collision tweaks, difficulty tweaks, improved voice chat integration, which is good. Uh, so yeah, we had some fun when we played that lock. Uh, yeah, I, I like what they had stuff. going. Uh, and again, if they, they tighten some of the screws in, in all those things you mentioned, I think it's going to be a solid... Uh, racing game especially with the the social aspects of it and just being able to hop in together and and do some racing yeah so yeah i mean it's not we we finally got clarification it's not like really co-op um you you, you're still while you're competing against your friends there's no no penalties or anything like that um but you do get the benefit of, of working together and they give some examples of like some of like the the cop stuff you know trying to get evade uh, and using your friends to kind of help with that and take down the cops and stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah so, December 2nd, uh, I guess the original release date now of November 11th, they're going to launch another beta uh, for oh, folks. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. I'm going to leave it installed because I'd like to give it one more try before it comes out and yeah. uh, to see what changes they make. Because, yeah, I enjoyed it. Like I said, I, I really like that style of open world racer where you kind of fart around and do stuff. So, um we tried we tried to try (laughs) nick and i fear online this weekend and um it's supposed to be launching this halloween and there was this quote-unquote big press event that we were invited to but um yeah it's it's interesting uh to sort of back it up here fear online free-to-play game that will mimic the fear universe and it's a first person shooter with some some spooks in it so you got like bullet time and bullet time as well yes um so you there's some weird um you know there's ghosts hopping out and alma and blood and scary stuff happening but uh but first and foremost it's a shooter but anyways we we hopped in there we were playing around with some of the sort of uh, interface things where it, they 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 have an inter- interesting um, purchase system. It's free to play, but then you can buy. Except buying, you're actually renting uh, equipment and characters and weapons because you can buy it for one day, seven days, or a month. Um, which I thought was that doesn't really sit well with me in terms of a uh, uh, sort of how like I like to buy things outright and own it, but. I'm curious to see how this works. Anyways, free we couldn't to get into system? a game. Yeah, free to rent. Anyways, we couldn't get into a game because uh, apparently, my guess, uh, because it was just Nick and I, you need four people to do the, the horde mode that they have going on. So I did play... Hey, I don't even know how much of a horde mode... Because it sounds like, for at least from the, the press material, like there's an actual story like going on. Yeah. Shit. Like, well, it takes place after like, Fear 2... Uh, and before Fear 3, and there's going to be set missions kind of going on. So, there. yeah, you just hop in there, which that doesn't make sense to me why you can't just do those with one, like two yeah. to four. So uh, we weren't able to do that. We we tried to touch base with them, so hopefully we can get back. Because I'm curious to see what this is like. I was playing the PvP, and it's it's whatever. But I, I am more interested to see what, what they're doing with the co-op stuff because... Um, I like fear. I like like that tutorial was pretty cool, yeah. right? The tutorial level. The, yeah, like the intro level. It has you waking up in a hospital, and there's crazy stuff happening, and it's like legitimately scary. 
and it had a really good vibe to it. So I want to do that with other people yeah. and just play it out. So, um, yeah, so we'll report back when we, we get some clarification on how that is happening. But yeah, Fear Online coming out before a Halloween on Steam here. And last but not least, um, we have some Destiny events wrapping up and new ones coming up. Mike, what's going on? Oh, by the, I think by the time anyone uh, pays attention to this, the, the Queen's Banner, or the, the, the Queen, Wrath of the Queen event in Destiny is wrapping up, uh, where mm-hmm. you got to take on uh, some special bounties, and, which unlocked uh, like basically legendary uh, difficulty missions that gave you guaranteed shots at loot, uh, at legendary loot, uh, which, was, which is pretty cool. Um, it was another, fa- obviously, another faction to grind rep against to get get items, but is you know a nice change of pace. Um, but now, uh, in a repeat from I think it was either the alpha or the beta, the Iron Banner event, yes, which is a PvP. So the Queen's Wrath was a PVE focused event. This is a PvP focused event, and the the difference is if you play uh, on the Iron Banner playlist. All of your level, all of the level discrepancies and gear discrepancies are not evened out. So, if I've been raiding the Vault of Glass and stocked up with raiding gear, and I drop into the Iron Banner playlist, I'm going to be able to murder everyone's face because I have much higher defense and attack power than everybody else. Um, so that's that's yeah. pretty cool. And and again, you'll you'll gain reputation and. Uh, and gear, and there's special bounties. It's, very, it's basically it's the same type of event, just PvP focused. I'm excited for the new shaders. Not gonna lie. Are they? Are <laughs> is at least one of them not purple? Yes, they are gold and white, and black is one of them. Oh, and then it, gold. black's one of them. I might actually play the PvP for the first time <laughs> since the beta. And then the other one is gold, green, and white, silverish. So. Cool. Looks pretty badass. Yeah, looks pretty cool. So, yeah. yeah, just wanted to get a heads up on that because the events are switching over. Again, uh, again, Bungie's going to support the hell out of this game. So, um, so yeah, let's keep going. We got uh, we got one thing to talk about with regards to uh, discussion stuff, and that is the Steam update that happened. Um, I think it's two weeks ago now because uh, we just saw it. Yeah, when we recorded last, no, when we recorded two weeks ago, I think we just it just updated. But um, big update to the storefront, and they've co- sort of overhauled the way you discover games, I guess you could say, and how you're recommended games. Um, but yeah, Nick, you you set up our curator group for Co-Optimus. Why don't you take us through that and how that works? Yeah, so basically the way the curator stuff is, you can uh, recommend, or you have to recommend slash review at least 10 games first, uh, and it's tied to an actual Steam group. So we went through, went back through the catalog and found 10, uh, 10 titles we liked and uh, posted that up and said, you know, we're all about co-op games, so here's, uh, here's what you can find through us. And... Yep. Uh, yeah, I thought I think I think we have a pretty interesting angle. Like you know, we always do. We kind of stand out from uh, from the other folks. Yeah, they're uh, just the typical. This typical is a good gaming. Game. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so what we're going to do, instead of just like filling it up with all the co-op games or whatever you want to say, uh, every Friday we're going to add a new one. Uh, we kind of talk about it in the in a chat room and decide, you know, what's going to be added and stuff. So uh, I think, it, you know, if you look at it, what's interesting about it is uh, pretty much most of the top ones are YouTube personalities. Uh, yeah. Or, or people personalities. Uh, at least in the top ten, it, it, it's about half. Uh, Outlets and half. Well, it's like PewDiePie and uh, Total Biscuit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hold on, my headset's dying. I gotta plug in. Okay. Um, yeah, like the the top the top ones are yeah, like Total Biscuit is huge. Um, I think PC Gamer is huge. Jim, Jim Sterling, Sterling. Yeah. Rock paper, rock paper shotgun, Kotaku, PC Master Race is up there too, which is good. As it should be. Yeah. Guys like Boogie, stuff like that. Yeah. Hodor. Apparently. So yeah, the Hodor one is kind of ridiculous because it's literally every review just says Hodor, Hodor, Hodor. Oh, good. Which it Wonderful. should. Um, yes. <laughs> but yeah, so so it's interesting. So that uh, it got so popular so quick uh and we saw immediately like within the first day or so uh a lot of indies and stuff asking to be um you know added to our store and reviewed um and i guess now on, on their side there's actually um tools to decide who what curators are displayed on the game pages because if you go to a game page now there's a big prominent section to say this game is recommended by you know these groups i think there's like yeah. maybe five uh so they have kind of control on who recommends their game and what the review is uh, and stuff like that so that's that's kind of their their tool there uh but uh yeah so what we saw i guess and valve updated the terms of service this week was that uh people were taking money already to yeah. <laughs> have games added to their curator store so you have to actually disclose that where you uh we are not taking any money. We haven't taken any money. <laughs> but uh, I guess hey, Nick, I'll give you a dollar if you uh, let me add Dark Souls. Yeah, <laughs> it was painful enough to add that game. <laughs> Woo! Uh, we win. But uh, um, other than that, we've got um, a big uh, changes to the the store page. The first page you see when you when you hop into Steam, at least for me. Because um, mine goes to the store page, and they've they've overhauled it to uh, if you have it on a widescreen monitor, you can browse things by genre. Uh, you can see the tags that are recommended for you. Uh, as you scroll down some more, um, you have a couple sort of customizable areas like new on Steam. You can and if within that, you can say if you want to see early access stuff. If you want to see games that are already in your account, uh, if you want to have software in there, because Steam does software as well, right below that you can see stuff that's updated recently, and I actually customize that to be things that are only within my account, so I can see what they've updated and what they've changed, which I actually find super useful, because I didn't know that Anomaly Defenders got a new sexy female cyborg voiceover today, so... Um, and then after that, they have this discovery queue. Now, Jason, take me through the discovery queue. So that's just basically uh, based off of previous games that you've bought, things that you've recommended, things that you like. 
It's basically Steam watching what you're doing and saying, hey, you may also want to throw money this way. So, uh, for instance, right now, like, I've just been going through my queue, curious to see what's in there. Uh, it had uh, Birth of, uh, or the Binding of Isaac Rebirth. It had Alien Isolation. So, you know, based off some horror games, some other things that I bought in there. Co op games, there's a lot of co op games that it recommends to me. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of it too seems to be based off of popularity. So, the more that yeah. games sell, the more that it gets to the top of that list. Um, so it's interesting that just kind of was bringing together a few different things and a way for you to narrow down to like 11 or 12, I think it was 11 titles each time it shows you through or 12 titles. So if you, you know, not quite sure, Hey, I like this game. What else kind of, you know, or I like these types of games, what else is out there? And you don't really know where to search. Discovery Q gives you a nice little thing to go through and just 12 quick titles. They, you know, here's something looks good. Eh, Add it to my wish list, or let me just go ahead and buy it. And what's the next one? Yeah, nah, not for me. What's the next thing that they've got? Uh, and they always have a thing up there where you can just start another queue. So you just, you know, you go through those, you go back to the store page, start up another one, go through another 12 titles and see what they've got. Yeah, it definitely narrows down and hones the things that you're, you are interested in. And since that's happened, I, um, I, I do my queue every day just because I hop on, see what's there. And, it's it's getting pretty pretty darn close to being everything I sort of enjoy and the genres I like. Um, today, Disney ruined it by putting all their games in there, so now I have all this Disney princess crap on my screen. But that wasn't meant for me. I have a four-year-old. Yeah, daughter. sorry. <laughs> yeah, you can buy the the Disney princess pack, but except um, I won't because fuck that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but overall, overall, I enjoy it. I like it, of course. It's going to force people, not force people, but Steam is going to get, Valve is going to get more money out of people just because it's pushing more products on people. But I mean, overall, I like it. What do you guys think? I think uh, Valve kind of did a bad job as Steam got more and more powerful and as Greenlight started, Greenlight and Early Access started taking over more and more and more of Steam. I, I feel like they couldn't solve the curation problem because they didn't really want to be curators and yeah. uh i don't think this solves much i think this is probably going to end up being all of the top stream all, like all of the top like youtube personalities and very narrow groups of like focused criticism it's just going to be you know kind of flavor of the minute stuff um i've seen like a lot of the like the niche curators are getting pushed further and further down the pages as yeah. other like groups that are like fans of a pod a certain podcast are rising so i think i think finding a curator that you trust is going to be very important because there's going to be a lot of chaff up there totally it's just going to be presented differently than it has been and and the discovery queue is actually the good part of it, right? Because it yeah. you know you're teaching it's like Netflix. You're teaching the system what yep. you like, so it will eventually start only showing you or mostly showing you stuff that you like. So y- you have to you know give them credit where it's due. That that's good. But I think I, I'm not like I like that we have a curation page and that we are popular, but. I'm not entirely sold on curation as the future of Steam. 
right for for game discovery. Yes, I do. I do agree with you. I like like in terms of curation, I I know better than these people, <laughs> so they should listen to me. Um, but in I do like the the. Um, analogy the the Netflix analogy there because that that's what I like it's like I don't want to miss a game that I might enjoy um, because it's it's either a small indie game or it just flew under the radar so hopefully by telling Steam it's like I like these weird survival games that put you in the wilderness and you have to do you have to survive for a long time it's like okay well maybe you'll since you like Don't Starve and the Forest like maybe you'll like sure Rust. Yeah, or make sure you play the long dark or something like that. So yeah, I don't, I don't think it's to, I don't, I think the curator thing isn't necessarily to discover so much as it is to validate uh, a decision. So it, it's like I said, how how the developers are able to kind of badge their game with the, the curators they think uh, are kind of most important. So, so when someone is using their discovery queue and they bring it up and they look and they say, oh well, I see. Uh, Co-Optimus and Giant Bomb and Total Biscuit all had this in their store uh, yeah. as recommended. So uh, I'm usually I usually agree with those guys. So this is this is the way to go. Uh, yeah. You know, and then from our perspective, I think what's really cool is Valve actually allows us to link our reviews from our site on there. Uh, yeah, that's nice. You know, to hopefully generate a little bit of traffic and, and kind of learn more about the stuff that way as well, not just limited to what's on Steam itself. So what um, it tells me is we need to start reviewing more PC games, boys. You do. <laughs> Master Race. Let me tell you. I'm Master interested Race. in seeing where it uh, shakes out because Nick raises some good points, but I I think it's, like, I don't know how other people use Steam, right? Like, like how often do you actually go to an individual uh, games page versus, like, scrolling through, like, a list or yeah. like I look through like I, I I look at like my friends and see what they've been playing or what they've bought. Like I don't sit there on a, a game store page and camp it. So, but that's how I use it. Other people might use it different. So well, right, and you can now follow stuff. So I mean, I got an email alert earlier about um, something I was following has now dropped in price or whatever. It's on sale, or you got a coupon for it. So yeah, I mean, it's just ways to get you the content that you want to get to quicker uh, which isn't bad but yeah uh, curation I'm with Mike on I'm not quite sure if that's uh, it's good for us bad for everyone else (laughs) everyone else should just stop Um, curating (laughs) yeah stop it stop stop picking dumb games Um, wait until Justin Ross comes out then we'll show them all Oh, the Justin Ross group is so good. It has only Final Fantasy games in it and Titanfall. <laughs> and Titanfall's not even in there, so that's pretty amazing. Um, I don't know how we hacked that in there, but um, yeah, and it's only it, Final it's, Fantasy it's, thirteen, right? Yes, only thirteen. That's it. Excellent. Um, <laughs> Steam. I only use it to buy games and not play them, and play uh, trading cards with friends. So. <laughs> That's it. Uh, I think that does it for the show. I know Mike has to go deal with something in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, that's, 
Yes. <laughs> He's got to get on this whole pegging game that Jason's reviewed. Um, <laughs> no voicemail uh, this week. Uh, hit us with a voicemail. Tell us your spooky story. Spooky co-op stories. Spoopy. Like, if it's spoopy. Uh, one of my good friends and I played Silent Hill 2 together. This is awesome. two high school kids sitting on a couch together, not t- touching the controller because Pyramid Head was too scary. So, um, Excellent. We'd like to hear some of those funny co-op horror stories. Hey, t- tell us what we should uh, stream next week. Send us an email at tips at co-optimist.com and suggest a game for us to stream. Be- That's right. So we need, uh, we need. Otherwise, we're just going to pick Red Solstice again. And How, play that. You know, back to that. Grim Dawn has got too. co-op now. Uh, Nick yeah, and I we, tried streaming it, and we couldn't connect to one another. Yeah, <laughs> no, well, all impossible. three of us tried. It didn't work. It's impossible. Um, so yeah, fire us a, a tip and let us know what you want to see. Uh, again, spin tires is always an option for Kalinka. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's his best option. <laughs> it is best option. Um, and other than that. Uh, leave us feedback on iTunes. Throw us a follow on Twitter at Cooptimus. Love to hear from you. And um, I don't, I don't have any show and tell. Jason, do you? I'm not going to make Mike get up. Um, in, I have some stuff in, in reach. I, I found, I found, I found my old Game Boy. That's, oh, that's, nice. that's so worthy. Yeah. Original. Got my, my old yes, has Tetris, Tetris in there. In there. <laughs> I'm surprised that's not welded in. Yeah. So I can show you that I have this rad sticker of Luigi on my Whoa, 3DS. Where'd you get that? Uh, fan gamer. Nice. And I'm going to murder someone who called my house. Call, call, call from Wes. Excuse me. Uh, awesome. So leave us a voicemail, 646-926-6748. Um, and yeah, we will uh, we'll be streaming next Monday which uh, we look forward to seeing you you all there. That's the 13th. And uh, once again, on behalf of myself and all my co-hosts for Co-Opticast, episode 132. Bye, everybody. Happy looting. Have fun. Happy Halloween. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. See ya.